You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 98. I'm Steve Burnham, joined today by Liddy Choi. We're going to touch upon private rulings today. We've um, heard that the ATO is improving and streamlining its private ruling applications, which is which is a good thing. I heard that um, during its regular reviews of uh, private advice, the ATO was told by tax practitioners that uh, they t- have tended to spend a lot of time drafting proposed rulings so that responding to that practitioner feedback, the ATO has decided to ramp up its efforts to streamline the process. So, Letty, what what have they done? What have they done to streamline the uh, the application process for private rulings? Okay, so as many of our listeners will probably know, a private ruling basically allows the well allows the taxpayer to ask the commissioner for his view on how the tax law will apply to a particular transaction. Now, in order to apply for a private ruling, the taxpayer or the tax agent has to fill out a form, put in all the relevant facts and circumstances and any other relevant details. What tax practitioners have found, and obviously the cost then get passed on to their clients, is that it's very time-consuming to fill out these forms. It's, it's a lot of work. You have to do a lot of thinking I suppose mm, really yeah. and not, not necessarily productive thinking either but just you put it all together and deliver it all to the tax office. So, so this is for just for tax situations that aren't covered by the existing rules is that what we're looking at? Well what it actually what private ruling basically does and that's a good point Steve let's just go back one step further okay, and look right. at fundamentally what private ruling actually does. Right. So we've got our tax law but as everyone knows it can be very hard to understand or interpret and often transactions and other events give rise to very grey areas. So is something accessible? Is something deductible? Often there's no black and white answer. And so taxpayers will often get a private ruling. It's really just to get some certainty because once the the commissioner issues a private ruling to say to you, this amount is accessible or this amount is deductible or this amount is subject to CGT, just just for example, then he's basically bound by that and you as a taxpayer have some certainty about how to conduct your tax affairs. Okay. After all, at the end of the day, most of us want to do the right thing by the tax laws. Mm. It's just that we're often very uncertain about how to go about it. Well, we we, we work with some certainty. Yeah, we, we want to and we're coerced to in, in that there's penalties and all that sort of thing. So, of course, yes, we, we do uh, are keen to, to toe the Absolutely. line. Absolutely. And going back to what we were talking about just at the start of this conversation, typically filling out these uh, forms and applying for a private ruling it's quite time-consuming. It takes a lot of effort. Mm. And then what happens is it can take quite a long time to go through the tax office processes and they'll often issue a private ruling where they've had to not change the things that you put in, but, yep. but there's, the ATO has had to add a lot of things to it right. in order to make it into a private ruling. So what the ATO has now done is just issue another option, which is to streamline the private ruling application. So this doesn't replace the existing private oh, ruling right. application. Yep. It's just a new way of doing things, and some taxpayers or their tax agents may prefer this way. Okay. So what this is, it's basically like a template for writing your own private ruling. Oh, okay. So the information it asks for is essentially the same as the original or private ruling application. It still wants to know all the facts and circumstances, the dates that applies to, yep. the relevant parties involved and all that kind of thing. But what it does allow you to do is for you to pretty much draft what you think the answer should be. Almost like handing in an assignment, oh, I suppose. Okay. Oh, and yeah. then the ATO will pretty much give it a tick or a cross. Give it an elephant stamp or... Yeah, or that's what, or maybe change a few things. Or big red cross or so whatever. So the substance itself isn't necessarily different. The, 
but the process may just be a little bit more, more like they're saying, streamlined. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good way to go about it because, I mean, the average practitioner knows what they're talking about. They're, they're dealing with clients in these situations all the time. Perhaps the ATO and the Canberra offices that don't always are not always at the coal face, as it were. So um, do you think it seems like a good idea? Sure. Uh, I, I think it's really great to at least have that alternative available. Look, there's no one-size-fits-all for everyone. Yep. There may be people who prefer to use the old forms who knows um, yeah, and yeah. at the end of the day as we were saying before it's not that the information they need from you is any different it's just that the format that you put it into mm. will look a bit different and yep. so if you were drafting your own private ruling then that could help you to think about why you want the ATO to understand certain facts and circumstances and it yeah. may actually help you to consider whether certain facts and circumstances are actually necessary for the okay. ATO to make the judgment for example so it's a bit of a two-way street yes the ATO needs to come to the party and help us all as taxpayers and tax practitioners to get certainty about our tax affairs yeah. but at the same time we don't expect them to read our minds either we, we need to give no, them the right give them the facts. facts and circumstances yeah. and also if if there are any particular cases or legislation or tax rulings that we think are applicable, then we can also put them in and they will consider that as well. Okay, and I understand it doesn't just apply to income tax. I mean, I think you were saying before, Letty, that it applies to franking tax, to um, indirect taxes, excise duties. There's a few things that can be uh, dealt with with private rulings, which is good to know. Um, what What is the the road from private ruling becoming a public ruling? Or is that, is that something that Well, they're, they're quite mutually exclusive. Okay. So... Under our law, the commissioner is empowered to make different types of rulings, mm. like you're saying, public rulings, class rulings, private rulings, oral rulings. Yep. And they're just basically uh, for different purposes. So a public ruling is basically, well, as the name says, it's not, it's not the oh, most yeah. creative name in the world. No, no. It is something that will, uh, these rulings will apply to everyone whose situation fits into the ruling. Okay. okay. Whereas a private ruling, it can, you can only bind the commissioner to it if you are that actual taxpayer ah, right. and if your transaction actually fits within what's described in the private ruling. So you're ruling. identical to that situation. Mm. Okay. So, Steve, yeah. if you were to apply for private ruling yep. to see how the tax law will apply to your upcoming transaction right. and the commissioner issues with you that ruling, he's bound by it so okay. long as your facts and circumstances don't change too much. Okay. But if I then later on decide to undertake a similar transaction... Look, by all means, I can have a look at your ruling, get some general idea about how the law will apply to me. Yep. But I can't, I can't hold the commissioner to it. Okay. Because it is, is a private it, ruling. Is it possible for you to, for your, say, your tax, say you see a tax practitioner, for your tax practitioner to say, well, hang on, Lady Shaw is doing the same thing that Steve Burnham did a month ago. Surely the law should apply. Sure. In this well, case? And, and and that's goes to taking reasonable care or having a reasonable arguable, uh, arguable position. position. I've heard of that. So yeah. you're absolutely right in saying that. Look, I can very much say, well, my circumstances are much the same. Yep. So it's quite reasonable to say that I've got good case for saying that the law will apply the same way. Okay. But I cannot specifically say that this exact private ruling that you gave to Steve Burnham. Yep should apply to me. Not that specific ruling. Okay, okay. So, so if I not, want not that level of certainty, fast. no, if yeah. I want that certainty, I need to apply for my own ruling or okay. I can simply uh, use my best judgment to formulate a reasonable, arguable position. Right. And as part and parcel of that, I can look at what was put into your ruling, look at all the, for example, the 
cases and legislation and so forth that went towards the conclusion of your ruling yeah. and then use that to formulate my own argument for my own position. Is, is the application for a profit ruling only... Can that only be done by tax practitioners or is it No, there's actually different forms. So there's forms for tax practitioners and there's forms for taxpayers who want to deal with their own affairs. Oh, okay. All right. And they can be found on the RTA website, I Yes, believe. yes. Okay. Well, it's a good move, as you said, we were saying earlier, it's, a, it's about time perhaps that they started listening yeah. to tax practitioners because they know what they're talking about. Absolutely. Um, and suppose yeah. the more choices that people have to undertake these administrative processes, yeah. the better it is you can choose the form that's the best for your situation. And it would hopefully uh, speed it up a little bit. Yeah, hopefully yeah, so. Exactly. Okay, Lydia, well, thanks very much. Uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, tune in next week.